welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here in Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. The heart of all things, the heart of the universe, of course, that's Clarendon. Back again for episode 186 of Pace the Nation. 14 to go to 200. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, my full crew intact. Across from me, of course, is Tess Strike. Tess, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Of course, to our left, it's Williamy Docs. Docs, what's up? Usually they talk for like 20 minutes before they bring me in. So <laughs> I, I just reach for a bottle of water to take a sip. As soon as I started taking a sip, Farley saw an opportunity. He's like, let's, let's bring Docs in Make now. Make it awkward. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? I, I was thinking, actually. I want to get you in early because last show... We ignored you for a while, so I figured, you know what, let's 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 bring him in and mm-hmm. give him his his time at the beginning of the show if there's anything you need to get off your chest. Let's see how quickly you regret this. <laughs> uh, is there anything you need to say? Can from, we can I from tell you a, a conspiracy theory? Yes, go ahead. I feel like the Nationals planted Bryce Harper mm. with the Philadelphia Phillies as a, as a uh, counter agent. You think why why Because why would you he's say that? he's they're now getting charged with tampering. Oh, by the time everybody listens to this, this will be like old news. Right. But uh, he keeps saying that he's recruiting Mike Trout, <laughs> Trout. who's under under contract. Right. The Angels have asked uh, Major League Baseball to – they're saying this is tampering. Right. And I was like, this is brilliant. The The Washington Nationals uh, sent a counter agent to Philadelphia to sabotage the team. I love that. I love that angle. I hope mm-hmm. that's true because uh, my beloved Washington Nationals did lose Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. To, uh, of course, Docs oh. loves all things Philly and all the Philadelphia teams. So the no, Philly's because I like D.C. United, not Philadelphia That's true. Union. That's true. Okay. Uh, but you work for D.C. United, so you kind of got to root for them. Well, I like them right from the get-go. Okay. All right, before you work for them. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we got a big show to get to today, guys. I want to give give you guys the rundown. Uh, but So before we do that, I just want to make sure everybody understands the kind of the timeline of things here. We are recording here. On Thursday, March 7th, oh, right? Oh, yeah, that's important. So uh, this show is not going to come out until March 18th. Mm-hmm. So that'll be after all your St. Patrick's Day celebrations. So hopefully you're waking up St. Mm-hmm. Patrick's Day, uh, the day after St. Patrick's Day, uh, and enjoying our show. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be we a... Should, le- we should talk in, in hushed voices since everybody's <laughs> going to be hungover. <laughs> it's going to be 11 days, 11 days from now. So mm-hmm. we just might not be as topical as uh, we usually are. That's right. If we haven't mentioned just, anything about the uh, Canadian invasion that happened last <laughs> week, that's because we don't know about it yet. Right. So just so everybody knows, just for full disclosure to, mm-hmm. to pull back the curtain. So uh, we do have a show this weekend that drops March 11th, and we have one for uh, March 18th. All right. So now all that house keeping is out of Mm -hmm. uh, the way we do have a big show to get to today guys uh excited to be joined by the race director of the april 13th race courage to run frida edgewater she's going to join us today on the program she's also of novus consulting uh the courage to run race is one that pacers running has worked with the past year it's a uh, premier nonpartisan 5k that celebrates women getting civically active and running for office. So she's going to explain all that to me. Um, you asked me beforehand if I knew what being civically active meant. Oh, and, and I think I knocked it out of the park. Okay, you did. I yeah. was I was trying to prep you for the interview. Right, right. right. Uh, I didn't, and I wasn't trying to embarrass you right. on on the air. Okay, well, in, in the spirit of pulling back the curtain, mm-hmm. you, you did ask that. So mm-hmm. excited to have Frida Edgewater. Uh, she's going to talk about the race. 
her, her business and how she kind of got into all of this. Because uh, she, is, she is a life coach of sorts, uh, so I might uh, try to harness her services for myself. Um, <laughs> uh, also on today's is show... Is Julie running for office? Is that yeah, the announcement? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she did, but uh, she's not going to go against Docs in 2020, I'm sure. Be, don't, don't worry, Docs. Don't, yeah, don't be I, sure well, I wouldn't be worried if she did. <laughs> All right, so also, I want to go back on a couple of stories that we... Uh, I want to touch on a couple of stories that we've, we've talked <laughs> At about. At first, I thought this was like retractions. No. We, no, no, we, no. we need to spend about 30 minutes retracting a few things no, we no, might no, have no, said no. recently. No, well, we probably do, but... I, uh, <laughs> We, we want to talk about a couple of stories we've talked about recently. Our buddy Derek Murphy has been in the news. He's, of course, the marathon investigator. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's tracking down. He's doing, uh, he's doing great work tracking down cheaters. Um, he has, has been in a, a bit of a, a, a back and forth Twitter-wise with uh, Johnny Manziel's wife. So we're going to talk about that. His site getting shut down. His site's back up. Site's back down. A lot going on there with the marathon mm-hmm. investigator. So we'll talk about that. Also, we mentioned on the program uh, a month ago uh, or so about the mountain lion who attacked a runner, a trail mm-hmm. runner in Colorado. Uh, there's been some stories that the, the, the runner has spoken. There's been some stories out of that. So we want to talk about and give you guys some updates on that. Outstanding. Also in today's program, I want to dole out some social media advice. Oh, uh, Lord. I got to get Ooh. back to that. Yeah, I, I have some advice that I just... Some some sage advice for mm-hmm. you guys. Some wisdom. Yeah, some wisdom. You know, I, I do teach a social media class. I haven't mm-hmm. referenced that in probably a year or so. But um, so we'll talk about some social media advice that I think you should all follow. Okay. Um, also, get in line, everybody. <laughs> on the program, the NFL Combine was this past week, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, there's always some amazing running times out of those, uh, out of that NFL Combine, and talk about a couple of of things that I thought were pretty impressive. All right. But before we get into all that, um, again, in the spirit of pulling back the curtain, um, it is sort of tax season or getting to be tax season. Yeah. Uh, so where we record is right next to a business. We won't mention the business's name. Thank you. But they, but they do taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, so when people go in and out of that business, and they only go in and out of the business for probably two, maybe two and a half months of the, out of the year. Right. So it's basically dormant. We mm-hmm. basically have this entire corridor to ourselves yeah. for most of the year. Yes. But here we are in the time of the uh, busy season as we are in March. And tax day, is it always April 15th? Well, um, April 15th is for the personal income taxes. Okay. Business taxes are actually due March 15th. Oh, wow. I'm in trouble then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope you're kidding. No, uh, that's real. Is that real? Okay. Mm-hmm. I did get a, like a note from my tax accountant today. I, I didn't read it yet. Uh, I'll, um, Might want to get on that. I'll, I'll check mm-hmm. that out. Um, okay. So business, I, 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 we've only been in business for about uh, 15 years. I should probably mm-hmm. know this, but okay. Uh, 15 years, March 15th. Yeah, I know. So all right, all right, April 15th for but personal business. But then next business, year he's going to think that the, the deadline is March 16th. <laughs> right, right. That's true. All right. So the point is... There is a bell that rings on that uh, on that door across from us. I think it's Satan's doorbell. So if that bell rings, I, I don't know how we handle it. Do we? Do we? I, I think in Sometimes, the past, you mean while we're recording? While we're recording, right? Well, people have been picking up on it the so last couple have. weeks. Okay. Yeah. All right. So sometimes that's if what it is. 
like it it just makes a noise when the door is open right so it's not like a ding dong whatever which it used to be now it's just a constant beep so when you get yeah. when you get somebody who's really slow going through the door it could go on for like a minute and a half Ooh. and we last last week we had somebody like just holding the door open talking to somebody not and we, good. we had to like go out there and be like Please, in or out. In or out, kids. Do you guys want to play? All right, so you want to play paper, rock, scissors to Paper, rock, scissors? To decide who. (laughs) Is it rock, paper, scissors? Yes. Okay. No one says rock. No one says paper, rock, scissors. That's why I said that. Farley Farley alphabetized it. (laughs) So do you want to figure, you want to play that to see who has to go out and No, Tess is closest. All right. So, all right. We'll we'll test. I can't get out of here. Sorry, Tess. you'll You'll have to. So if the doorbell rings. Um, we're, and, and starts to get annoying. We're, we're going to have well, to uh, go out and last year we actually, uh, talked to them and, and, and disabled it during recording hours. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, I just wanted to bring that up yeah. as we do housekeeping and, uh, behind the curtain stuff, pulling back the curtain stuff. I'd love for us air. to get like a sign or like a recording in progress. Right. And we need a big light. You big yeah. a light yeah. that yeah. says on air. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, People probably thought we did have that. Eh, we shouldn't tell them all that. That uh, it's but, broken. Yeah, it's broken right now. But we, we uh, do. We do have a big light. It's an yeah. Edison bulb. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, that's the noise that you hear, and uh, Tess will take care of it if it gets too annoying. It's <laughs> a lot of responsibility. Yeah, tweet, <laughs> tweet Tess if it bothers you. Yeah. How, how do you guys do your taxes? Do you have a guy? Do you do them yourself? Up until this year, I've always done them myself. Wow, impressive. But impressive. this year, I have, because my taxes got very complicated mm-hmm. with my, my employment situation, mm-hmm. uh, I am having somebody nice. prepare them for me. Uh, and I, I will say, it makes me a little bit nervous because I got the recommendation from our executive producer, mm-hmm. put me in touch with these people, and I told them about everything and they just like okay let's go and they started doing all this stuff i don't know how much it's gonna cost me <laughs> they just do it they're like asking for all this kind of stuff and then kind of telling me like oh my god we need this and we need this and oh we don't have enough time and all this kind of stuff and i'm just like and you don't shouldn't, know shouldn't we talk about rates <laughs> they're used to dealing with me because i usually deal with that last and it's not a good way to deal with things that's for sure yeah. um uh test how do you do your I do an internet one. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Paperless, save uh, that's, the planet. That's I also have like no assets. So I think that. Well, when this podcast gets big, that's going to definitely change. So uh, there is, are there a number? Now, we don't want to mention the company's name, but there's a number of people you can go online and just like. Yeah. Okay. I didn't, I didn't realize that that was a thing. It's super easy. Is that what millennials do? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Who also have no assets. And- the, vo- <laughs> the voice well, of a millennial. Yeah. I think the, like the, your taxes are really easy if you have nothing if you don't have anything yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and so there's like a lot of there's like a lot of programs that you can use where it probably doesn't even cost you anything no tess has got big things come i've talked to a couple of, uh, she's she's self-deprecating but she's got big but, things come but on. what i'm saying is like once once that situation changes it gets more and more complicated yeah yeah i'm sure like eventually my mom hires someone yeah. and i have a couple of friends from college who are now certified cpas so mm. i can call them if things get weird but yeah I don't need to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think the online. I wish I could. Yeah, it's expensive. So do the online thing or do it yourself. Or maybe since they haven't told you how much it costs, maybe it doesn't cost anything. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't think that's. <laughs> how that that's definitely not no. the case. It's uh, like going to a restaurant and the menu doesn't have prices on right, it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You know. They don't want to tell the upfront yeah, price. Yeah, yeah. You know that's not a good sitch situation. And uh, the problem is that that they've got you at such a disadvantage because you can't really 
tell them, well, you know, I didn't really make that much money. I don't have that much in the bank. Right, right, they see right. everything. <laughs> they know. Yeah, they're like, we're going to charge you based on, you know, things coming yeah. in. All right. Well, no bo- bells of yet, as of yet. But mm, uh, if, if they uh, if they start uh, if they start disrupting the show, Tess, you're on the, on mm. the job. I'm on it, but my gun reaction time has never been very good. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll we'll time you. All right. Uh, next up, guys. Excited to be joined by the race director of Courage to Run. She's also head of Novos Consulting. It's Frida Edgewater. She's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Tess and Docs, we are excited to be joined in studio by the head of Novos Consulting, I think I got that right, and the race director of Courage to Run, which is April 13th here in D.C. It's Frida Edgewater. Frida, how are you? (laughs) I am fantastic. Thanks so much for having me. Did I get your consulting firm correct? Yes. Novos. Novos. My last name is Ejet, though. Oh, okay. I I was trying to think. I'm a Pisces, so Edgewater, I thought maybe that was (laughs) a a play off of my astrological side. So Ejet. Right. A jet. A yes. right. So I have a terrible, terrible habit of mispronouncing names. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> wait, so the, don't be offended. I no <laughs> yeah. offense taken yeah. at Honestly, all. Honestly, when when you said Edgewater, when you said Edgewater, yeah. I, a jet. I yeah. can't believe that you got that from. I, I can't believe you guys are talking about the same word. Right. You know what? It's. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think it's, this is, you know, and I, I would be embarrassed, but again, it happens all it the happens time. It happens all the time. So yeah. I just think it's, I, I feel like it's, spe- all right, spell it for me. I, I'm, I'm looking now at my email here. We've t- E-D-G. We've E-D-G. So e- that's Edge, right? Correct. Okay. E-T-T-E. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's it's a lot of E sounds. I have to spell it out phonetically no matter what when I'm talking to people because that's hilarious. It's and a can, lot of E sounds. And, yeah, have you thought way. about changing your name to Edgewater? <laughs> Edgewater. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool name. Well, well, I thought you were in a band a or something. Because actually, when we got married, my maiden name is Glance, and I originally wasn't going to change well, my name. Well, I just name. glanced at your name, and I mispronounced <laughs> it. So. Zing. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. But I was, we, I was like, Jet. oh, you know, but we want to be kind of distinctly a family. Mm-hmm. And so I said to my husband, like, let's combine our name. We can be Glenette or something. Yeah. He said, that sounds like an air freshener. We can't do that. <laughs> and he actually had done a family history project in I don't know, sixth grade or whatever year you do that, and had discovered that when his family immigrated from France, they had cut off the E in his name because he was Edget. And I'm like, I am not going to be an Edget. That is Mm -hmm. uh, too abrasive for me. So we opted to restore the name and went through the whole process of filing in the newspaper and going before court. And so now we've kind of recreated Mm -hmm. the Ajay, the Ajet. So... So we're right. pretty attached to it, it, but I will I will let them know. Maybe yeah. Edgewater will be our mm-hmm. dog's <laughs> yeah. our future dog's name. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so we can edit the show, but we're not going to edit that out. No, that's too, that's too good. <laughs> no, yeah, that's too good. All right. So Frida Edget 
yes. Jet joins us here on on Pacer Nation. Uh, she's worked with Pacers running for the last uh, a little over a year. Uh, you put on your first race last year. Uh, courage to run again this race happens april 13th and this show comes out march 18th so you can sign up today go to courage to run.org and you can sign up right now to run in washington dc uh, there's a number of virtual options as well so tell us about the race Thank we'll you so there. much. Yeah. Well, and Pacers has been such an incredible partner through Thank all you. of this. I, I'm a runner, a recreational runner, and never did I think that planning a 5K would be on my bucket list. And it has been such a fulfilling and fun process. So cool. thank you for everything. Yeah. So the Courage to Run is the nation's first and premier 5K run and walk and premier party celebrating women lacing up, getting civically active, and running for office. It it also very importantly elevates the importance of being healthy mm -hmm. uh, to lead effectively in civic life today. Okay. So at the beginning of last year, I so I have a public public policy background. I used to be a government affairs specialist. I ran public health policy campaigns in 25 states uh, and and became a certified leadership coach a couple years ago. And I was, so I'm very integrated in the political scene, especially mm -hmm. with women's leadership. And at the beginning of last year, I was watching the number of women filing to run for office and the number just going up and up and up, you know, tick, 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 tick. And, and, and that's, so that's just not my perception. Women are more involved <laughs> in politics now and there's yes. stats to back it up. Yes, and that. Yeah. yes. Okay. And, and, and the, it's interesting because even with the huge number of women that ran and won last year, representation in on the federal level is still only 24%. Okay. On the state level, in terms of statewide legislators, a little over 27%. So it still is quite low. When we look at the mayors of 100 largest cities, it's still uh, around 20%. That's changing. I know this year there are a number of large municipal municipalities like Chicago, San Francisco, um, in Wisconsin that have elections and women are making making it out of the primaries and heading toward the general. So hopefully we're trying to increase that number. But at last year, there was something really seismic happening. You know, it was indisputable that there were significantly larger proportions of women that were filing to run for office, particularly for Congress. Hmm. And this was something I realized that there was a lot of reporting, you know, a lot of press coverage on this record number, record-breaking number of women running for office. And there really wasn't anything to commemorate it, to celebrate it. And when we think of marathon training or like large scale uh, efforts that we're on, it's really important to celebrate milestones along the way. I don't know about you. I'm like one of those runners where I hit like every mile. I'm like, yeah. woohoo, you know, the <laughs> high five. Yeah. And it like ups your energy. Yeah. And the same thing comes has to do with parity in politics. So reflecting on that, reflecting on just the weightedness and heaviness in the country, I thought we need to do something really positive, really empowering, really inspiring, really unifying. And it just became abundantly clear whether you're running a 5K or toward election day, it takes a focused mindset, it takes physical endurance, it takes a heartfelt vision, it takes courage. And so boom, it was just clear. We gotta we gotta plan this 5K and in three short months with the help of Pacers, we did and it yeah. was incredible. Yeah, it was a great first year event. Um, it didn't it didn't connect with me until I was reading your mission and all that stuff that it wouldn't be something that women in politics. I would think that women in politics might be. I mean, they're driven, they're Type A, they're all those. 
but you see a lot of these women not working out or not taking care of themselves uh, or not taking care of their health. That's that's what you've seen. Well, the the political space is really unique. It's not widely understood. You know, a lot of high performance, high visibility professionals have significant demands on their time. When it comes to being in governance, it's it's different. You're expected to be on 24-7. Right. There's really high public expectations. You are on 24-7 in many senses because we're talking about issues like public safety, public security, health, um, the livelihood of our, our streets, p- fixing potholes. You know, it depends on what level of government. And so there is, and there's an element of a lack of anonymity. You're always on. You know, you're walking down the street to your grocery store and a constituent can come up to you. So, so creating time for oneself is yeah. very challenging and and the perception of taking time for oneself can sometimes be misinterpreted as selfishness when really it's about selfing or self-care and that actually is you know a winning strategy to increase our performance and make us that much more effective and present and uh and of service to those around us so what we're really striving to do is integrate and introduce very accessible health practices, be them physical training, like walking and running X number of miles per day, which could take uh, 20 minutes, right. you know, which is which is immaterial relative to things. It's not two hours, which right. is a lot more accessible. In addition to mental training hats like mindful minutes and visualizations to really help bring clarity to visions or ideas for policy um, legislation that's really drawing from sports psychology that they can integrate to make them very holistically more effective and also boost their health, reduce stress mm-hmm. and increase connectivity. All right. Well, this wasn't always what you were. Me- well, th- this is probably what you're meant to do, but this uh-huh. one wasn't always what you were going to do before. Yeah. Uh, so take us back to 2012. Um, before you're on this path, before you were the life coach, before you're a race director. Uh, take us back then. Um, you, you shared a story with me yesterday uh, when you uh, took a turn and went to London, right? Yeah. Yes. So I, in 2012, I moved to London. Uh, prior to that, I, as I mentioned, I did public health policy. I did government affairs. I did some lobbying and also was a grass tops leader, meaning like an organizational leader for a number of political organizations where I'm from and was very successful. I was scaling organizations. I was leading political action committees. I was even considering a run for my for office myself and was simultaneously also uh, nearing an accelerated bottom in what was mounting to be a 15-year eating disorder. So um, restriction, bulimia, compulsive overeating, everything uh, really took over my life and ruled me and controlled me and kept me from being authentic and, and whole. Was this starting in high school? Like this started in high school, okay. yeah. I mean, it's I, I'm a pretty classic story. And I mean, this is my story and my right. story alone. And at the same time, my the physical, the mental trickery and the physical behavior started when I was in high school. I was about 15 years old. And I had always been an athlete. I had always been active. But that's when kind of the misperception, the, the redirecting angst or uh, dealing with stress, self-judgment, the focal point was how can I control food? How can I control my body weight and shape? And eating disorders are confusing you know they're mental they're mental um 
illnesses that have physical manifestations and really soul crushing devastations where uh, are for me, if I was feeling insecure, excited, um, overwhelmed by my own energy, I have a lot of energy, then it was weaponized and redirected in a way that felt containable or controllable. And that was by moderating food and moderating, um, you know, how much energy I expended like exercise. So it mounted and manifested in a variety of different ways um, for the course of 15 years. Sometimes it ebbed, sometimes it came back with a vengeance. And in 2011, I hit like the bottom of the bottom. And you're like a lobbyist at the time. I'm I'm a local lobbyist. Local lobbyist I'm leading and organizations. And you're full on and I'm you're full busy all the time. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, uh, when I came out, everyone was so baffled and surprised right. because I wasn't, I wasn't like the classic anorexic. Like I wasn't emaciated right, right. and um, I wasn't obese. I right. looked normal, but it's very much a mental, uh, yeah. a mental disease. And so I just was, I became very public about it a couple years ago and everyone was very surprised. Um, So yeah, I I hit a bottom. And you had to make a change. And that takes us to London, I made it, yes. And and I actually was planning on going to London Mm -hmm. prior to that, but it really opened up an opportunity where I went on sabbatical. I moved to London to earn my master's in organizational and social psychology, really curious about leadership and Mm -hmm. change and resistance to change and decision-making and culture and uh, all that really fun nerdy stuff for me mm-hmm. <laughs> and um and while I was there I had total anonymity and I also had the time and space to really think about who I was and what made me think we lived in Hyde Park and we li- I mean no we didn't live in, in Hyde the park. park we <laughs> lived I well awesome. I basically f- feel like I lived there because yeah. I spent so much time there right. but we lived in Notting Hill which was a little you know cliche with with the Hugh Grant movie and Love Julia it. Roberts movie Love but it. But the closer we got, honestly, when we moved there, we're like, this is kind of amazing. We have to live here. We have to live here. Um, But we lived across from Hyde Park, and I just found myself popping across the street, walking laps around its four-mile perimeter, Mm -hmm. thinking about who I was and what my motivation was, and then eventually started jogging and eventually started running. And I, it would literally be laps around and around. I would hide water and bananas in the bushes because the Brits just don't believe in water fountains or right. water. No, there's nothing in Hyde Park. Nothing. I mean, there's the lake. So I guess I there know, is a right? water source. So people are like, what's up with this girl? <laughs> like, so, I got rehydrated. Oh, all right, yeah. so hold on. So I'm yeah. going to stop the story here because you've obviously been to London. Yes. Yeah. Now, Docs and I were in London. Now that you, you mm-hmm. mentioned, we were in London in 2012. Right. Were you there when the Olympics were on? I was. Yes. We ran around Hyde Park we as ran well during, Hyde Park. In, in 2012. So we stayed. The marathon route, or the race route went right by my house. Wow. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So we, we were, man, we should have stayed with her because I know. we stayed in like, because there was no places to stay. Yeah. So I think four of us one night stayed in this little yeah. one bedroom. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't. It was I, the I smallest room this, in I Europe. I don't remember this. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I swear our our flat was probably the old servants quarters of an old Georgian <laughs> mansion. So I don't know. You would have been welcome to be yeah. on our, a crash on our but, couch. I yeah. don't know if it would have been much better. Uh, yeah. It would have been much better because I don't know. I don't even remember how we were able to to, to all get get any sort of shut eye mm-hmm. there. But uh, but yes, I, I, I think I, I slept remember. under a desk. I, I do remember. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> Sounds about right. I do remember running around Hyde Park. So 
so I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. And and you were there. To, when were you there? Tell I us. was there um, in 2017, okay. 16, right after I'd finished. I was Austria. hoping we'd all cross paths no. in this moment in like. <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing. Well, well, the three of us could have, but Tess, Tess mm-hmm. is again. Not quite, way, but I also had younger. a terrible living situation. Yeah, there, right, so so we <laughs> well, Frida had the best living situation. Yeah. Uh, couch. Man, a couch would have been awesome. <laughs> couch. Yeah. All right, uh, kill for a couch. <laughs> so you're in London, mm-hmm. and it really changes your life, right? It does. You know, it was 2012. It was a presidential election yeah. here. And the combination of doubling down on my recovery, having mm-hmm. clarity of mind, really reconnecting with my body, developing a a, a healthy relationship with my body uh, through, again, the physical act of running, I... I just had this aha moment watching what was going on in the United States. You know, not everyone struggles from an eating disorder, but I noticed that those of us that care most most uh, about the civic space have something that gets in our way of being our best selves. And so had this aha moment that I wasn't meant to lobby anymore. I was meant to listen and saw a gap in the political ecosystem that focused on the inner game of being an effective politico, really just like an athlete, you know, a growth mindset, physical endurance, heartfelt vision, fierce courage, and importantly, self-care. So I, I quit my job. I became an internationally certified executive coach and returned to the United States hellbent on bringing well-being to the political class and have been doing that ever since. And when I was there, actually, I I trained for my first half marathon, Mm -hmm. which was in Tenby, um, which was gorgeous. Where? where, So where? Hold on. In Wales. Okay, in Wales. Okay. Gorgeous. Hilly as... Right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And then my first marathon was the uh, Tata Marathon in Amsterdam, which was pretty amazing. Very cool places that you ran. Right. Um, And it was during that time training for that marathon and and what was so amazing it was that it was i was the healthiest i've ever been in mind and body training for a marathon so it was just such a miracle in terms of my my story and my trajectory and when i was running i remember thinking gosh it takes a lot of courage to run you know because i was thinking about leaving my job and starting my own business whether you're running a business whether you're running for office whether you're asserting an opinion and so the seed was planted back then uh in terms of, huh, courage to run, blending mm-hmm. physical movement, community connection, leadership development into an accessible format. And at the beginning of last year, again, seeing all those women running, it was like, it was just abundantly clear this is what it was meant to be. So you live in California. Why'd you decide to move to California and not D.C.? You're here in D.C. a lot. I am. So I am a California native. Okay. My family, my husband mm-hmm. uh, are all in California. And I... I love, I have kind of like a bi-coastal life mm-hmm. and I, I really enjoy it. I'm yeah. very much a kind of a nomad of sorts <laughs> and love exploring new places and the variants as well as just how different the cultures are of, of both both DC and Silicon Valley. They're very different and power centers in yeah. their own right. Oh yeah. All right. So you decide you need to do something positive and powerful. So mm-hmm. you decide on the 5k here. Um, how long did it take you to, like, for, for our listeners who are, you know, want to put on a 5K, how long does it take you from idea to actually get it to mm-hmm. the, the actual race date into fruition? So we really lucked out. It took us a little over three months, which yeah. I know is totally abnormal. It's kind of unheard yeah, of. And thank goodness that we were able to do that uh, and and there were a lot of really serendipitous events a lot of it was attached to the location we chose mm-hmm. um it's at the historic congressional cemetery yep. which is private property and it the course is a there and back usta 
uh, TF, TF uh, yep. certified, certified course, course yep. and it goes along the Anacostia River, but nobody knows who owns it. So right. there's not a permitting process that's involved. Yep. In a lot of these virtual runs, we are needing to go through the permitting process. Unfortunately, those because there's no road closures, it's not incredibly cumbersome. But I know for others, it's six yeah. six months, one year, year depending yeah. on the location and the requirements with sound and road closure and cops and 10Bs and all that fun stuff. So who is your audience? That you, that, that, is it the political audience you're resonating with? A little bit of everybody? Who, who's running your race? So... It's the whole political ecosystem. Mm -hmm. We have everyone from aspiring political leaders, so young women and girls in high school and in college. We actually have a number of college gender and politics classes that are taking on organizing their own Courage to Runs as their class projects. We're actually teaching the students and giving them the tactical and the soft skills of political organizing by creating their own Courage to Run. It's so cool. And these are all kind of virtual races. These are the virtual races. Um, And then we also have individuals that are candidates themselves that are running that ran in the past that are planning to run again that are running this year there's about 85,000 races up for election mostly on the local level there are some state uh, there's 10 states that have elections Mm -hmm. so it's overwhelmingly an off year but there are some elections so those those women and then also elected officials in in their communities so really from from idea to to implementation and then we have volunteers we have people that want to just get more active in politics we want we have people that just want to support women Mm -hmm. we have running clubs getting involved that are donating their store space for packet pickups with the virtuals um, that are helping with promotion that are giving offering tips on who to call (laughs) you know at Reckon Park or at uh, Public Works so it's really fantastic to see this coalition grow and quite organically that's very cool so is it just you or do you have you're going to need race directors everywhere as these virtual runs continue to grow so we are a group of volunteers just passionate about women uh, getting active and running for office and also the importance of being healthy to lead effectively it's myself I have a a team with me in California that's helping with Mm -hmm. the operations and budgeting as well as some of the graphic design and then we have have individuals that have self-identified and contacted me that have found out about Courage to Run, that love the idea and want to use it as an opportunity to bring their communities together or build cohesion with their organizations uh, and see this as a really creative, different uh, and empowering avenue to, to do that. And we've created a whole toolkit on how to do this. We've created a, a captain's convening and network, national network. We're calling them the captains because mm-hmm. they're kind of like their team captains. And um, so they can share information and ideas and inspirations and creating somewhat of a, a virtual community through so the process. Th- there's been a few inspiring virtual runners, a, a Wyoming woman. There's yeah. a story you're telling. Tell us that story. Yes. Yeah, so they call themselves Wyoming women. This mm-hmm. was led by the vice chair of the Teton County Commission. So we're Jackson in Jackson Hole are in Wyoming, mm-hmm. a big, you know, athletic community. Mm-hmm. And she found out about it last year and gathered together different women candidates and elected officials ranging from school board members, sheriff, mayor, 
to commissioners and state legislators, Republican women, Democratic women that ran together and uh, got some good local press coverage Mm -hmm. to really, as a sign of unity and to show what healthy leadership looks like. Very inspiring. They actually got a grant to take it statewide and um, they're also working to bring in young women to participate this year. Very cool. That's so cool. On your website for Courage to Run, you also have the quote of self-care as a political act. Yes. And I think that you're really starting to see that kind of come to fruition with, for example, these Wyoming women who are really kind of turning around where if you can't take care of yourself, how can you help take care of your community? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we we all know stress is an issue and it's, it's a really big issue. You know, stress impairs our ability to make decisions, to connect with one another, to uh, manage our own stress response. And so a lot of this, a lot of the the health hacks, uh, the training plan, the 5K training plan that we've created, really are structured in, in a way to reduce stress. Um, and the, the impact of cortisol in particular and epinephrine being released in our bodies, which really impedes us from being our best selves. So when it's framed around that way, then sometimes there's more receptiveness because nobody likes to be kind of the, the prisoner of right. stress. Well, you make it easy. Just go to CourageToRun.org. You can click on Run in Washington, D.C. If you're local here, a Pace the Nation local listener, or if you're uh, listening across the country, running your community. There's another tab to click on that. And that's all they need to do, really, to get involved, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So if you don't see your community uh, when you go online, you can just contact us, email us at yes at org, and we'll help you set up a team on the back end. It can be as involved or as, as simple as you want. Some people are running solo. Last year, there were a number of candidates that had a marathon of endorsement meetings in one weekend. And so they actually did their courage to run as their morning workout. Wow, cool. And we mail them, you mail, we mail you your bib, your t-shirt, your medal, everything. You post your finish line photo and selfie with the courage to run 5k yeah. hashtag and be and are part of the experience. And then we have groups that are um, creating teams of friends where others are moms and their daughters that are getting together. That was the group in Seattle and they're going bigger and bolder this year um, of their teenage girls that all ran together. They created capes and hats and they had their dogs with them last year. It was pretty amazing. And, um, and then there's again, like these more involved ones where they're using it as an opportunity to, to build coalitions and unite with other organizations in the area uh, in support of women running for office. Well, this is awesome. Again, courage to run.org. Um, but f- before we let you go, I wanted to ask you, so how are you doing with your eating disorder? Is that something that continues to be a struggle throughout your life or how does that work? Yeah. So last week, I know this is being aired the week of March, yeah, March 18th. 18th yep. The last week of February was actually National Eating Disorders Awareness mm-hmm. Week. And it's it's not known that eating disorders are actually a leading cause of death from mental illness in the United States. Mm-hmm. And that includes the restrictive side all the way to the compulsive overeating and obesity side. So I actually, I'm, I'm grateful one day at a time. I have about seven and a half years now under my belt of recovery from using the, the behaviors. And now, you know, now I know that when a thought comes in my mind, cause I can't control the thoughts, Mm -hmm. but I can't control how I respond. And so now I know that if there's that little voice in my head that's telling me to do something that really is not in my best interest, that 
it's a sign that something else is going on. Right. It, and it could be that I'm sad. It could be that I'm excited mm-hmm. and happy. It really is indiscriminate about what the cause is. And so now I know how to engage with it um, rather than acting you know, in response triggers, to it. You know, those triggers, those red flags, and those so you can react. And, yeah. yeah, and you know, we, I always say that those thoughts are my first line of defense. Mm-hmm. And just because that's the case doesn't mean... So the, the frequency is less, less, less right. so as time goes on. Because uh, we... There's a reprogramming of one's mind, you know, that happens. We generate roughly 1% new neurons in our brain every day. Mm-hmm. And so that's why when we take little micro actions to change our behaviors, whether you're quitting smoking or you're trying to reduce the voice in your head that's telling you, like, not to eat or right. to, like, purge or you right, know, right. something, like, not very productive, that um, you can substitute that with with a different message. And then that rebuilds a new neuropathway in your brain. Hmm. Um, So I always say, depending on how ingrained a a habit is, it's either it's like walking down the sidewalk or it's like walking Hmm. in a ditch. And I actually teach a class in resilient leadership. That's one of the things that we do when the students are thinking about who do I want to become. It's identifying a quality about yourself. And we develop these little micro actions of of action of things that we can take that are measurable and achievable each day to start kind of re reprogramming our brain. And, huh. um, and so that's very much the way, you know, I have a bunch of tools and I okay. have a community and support that I can draw upon when I'm having tough moments. So everybody has those tough moments. So it's not just eating disorder. So let's say, yeah. for example, not saying this is me, but let's mm-hmm. say, uh, you know, gambling problem, gambling or alcohol. Yeah. Like I, I can mm-hmm. take a micro, like if I'm compelled to like, I, I got to hit the casino or got to have this drink. I can Mike, what'd you call it? A micro a micro action action that can combat that. Yeah. I mean, the first step is, is, is acceptance, right? right like right. acknowledging <laughs> right. you have a problem. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. So, right. Again, we're talking hypothetically here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> Arlie, and like, you have a friend who gambles, and that yeah. and that this isn't working. Like right. this is not working, and right. I can't solve this by myself. Right. Like I've tried ever. I've literally <laughs> right. tried right. everything, right. Right. and I keep doing the same right. bullshit over right. and over right. again. Right. 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 So, um, so when and we we thrive in community you know we're not we're social creatures we're built to connect we're not meant to act in isolation and with addiction eating disorders is a form of addiction it's very isolating so part of it is taking the behavior but then also having others that you can reach out to and draw upon for support so you're not acting in isolation Mm -hmm. um but and yes and yes you know you might have heard the the saying it takes about three months to to form a new habit and if we think about okay roughly 30 days per month give or take one or two if it's february and not a leap year then that's roughly about 90 percent of that new neuropathway being rewired. And so because of the intensity or how long a habit's been in place, then it could take a lot longer. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good advice. She's she's a race director, but she's also a life coach. So mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, <laughs> Novos Consulting. Uh, I, I've, I've gone on your website, Novos Consulting. Can I ask a question about com. the website? It's good, yeah, it's a... Yeah. It's a good, it's a good informative site. Are those dinosaur eggs or <laughs> dragon eggs? Oh, I want to say that they're dragon eggs. <laughs> okay. So, I so, so. so Novos, actually, I used to train capoeira, which is a Brazilian martial art that incorporates traditional martial arts and storytelling and music and gymnastics. And in the sport, they tend to give you nicknames. 
in Portuguese, and mine mm-hmm. was uh, ovo frito, which meant fried egg, because I would like spin mm-hmm. on the ground like a little <laughs> egg. And so ovo is egg, and novos is egg plural, but then also means change and cool. um, renewal. And a lot of what I do with the work that I lead is change management, whether it's individual, team, organizational, or social. So uh, novos consulting really is change is about change. Very cool. And the egg seems and like dragons. a perfect metaphor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and dragons. And dragons. Exactly. Right. Game of Thrones is coming. <laughs> I know. I know. I hope we're not disappointed. Oh, I, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Uh, uh-huh. Docs is. Uh, uh-huh. do you, do you I, I read Game the books. My brother does, so okay. I get a lot of it okay. through so osmosis. Got, okay, all right. So you watch Game of Thrones? I freedom? do. I had to give a couple seasons off because that dude that I just can't remember, Ramses, I could not watch him. He was just yeah. Oh, yeah. too creepy and disturbing for me. <laughs> yeah. But then once he was gone, then I, I, I returned. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> like four seasons yeah. ago or also something. also the good thing about game of thrones everybody dies so there's no spoilers right you, you, you know say, they ultimately die. they're all gonna die i mean it's so. like amazing epic fantasy storytelling i, I hear it is i i just he doesn't I feel like, like period missed, pieces I, I feel like i've missed it too i feel like there's too much it's overwhelming to me i i, I don't know maybe i my excuse is always the two kids at home which you know, <laughs> just takes all my time but mm-hmm. And your kids, know, are, your kids have been around since the books <laughs> yeah, were released yeah, yeah, probably in the 1980s. Right. You're right. All right. Well, Frida, this has been awesome. The, the website, again, is CourageToRun.org. April 13th is a road race. It's Frida Edgewater. I mean, Frida Edgewater. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know it's not Edgewater. Well, you know, I'll, Edgewater, it makes me think of London because I think there's a yeah. tube stop called Edgewater. I mean, Edgewater so is it all so makes, ridiculous. It all returns. How I got Edgewater is so I don't know. Yeah. It's... Frida Ajet, right? Is that right? Okay, she's well nodding. Well done. All right, there she goes. All right, Frida Ajet, uh, she is the race director of Courage to Run. Again, check that race out. It's, it is spring. It's time to get out and get your racing season. Get your calendar f- filled up April 13th. Uh, we've got a great race for you here in D.C. or virtually uh, everywhere in the country. And so, I, I yeah. just would love to yeah. add, for those of you joining us in D.C., it's going to be incredible. We have women DJs and live bands along the race route and on, um, at the finish line party. We have a whole civic fair. Awesome. We're going to have food, um, eats and treats. We have even a lactation station for nursing mothers who want this to be very family wow, friendly. My mom, I mean, my wife. Would, I know. I, call her mom. I, I call know her, you could bring the little one. Because yeah. <laughs> my kids call her mom. But yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean. yes. And um, we'll have a kids dash. Wow. Because cool. democracy is a family affair. Yeah. So right. bring the whole family. All right. It is it is a, a celebration. It's a party. It's a 5K. It's a, it's everything. So awesome. April 13th, Courage Run. Frida, thank you so much. Thanks for having All me. All right, there she goes. That's Frida. She's of Courage to Run. This is Space and Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program. And thanks again for our... Frida Ajet for joining us today. I thought her name was Frida Edgewater. (laughs) (laughs) You notice how I paused there. Still. Which one's right? Still a little gun shy about. uh, I cannot believe. Access the correct neurons, Farley. (laughs) I know. I can't believe I botched Ajet. I do think it's so cool that they reinstated the traditional last name. Yes. That is honestly my worst nightmare in my family. So we. Why? What's what's wrong with strike? So is, strike is cool. I'm I'm right. down at that. Yeah, but it was cool. shortened from Strugelvitsky. Oh, wow. <laughs> man! So I am glad. That is I am worst. glad that you think I struggle. It, it would be really embarrassing if I struggled with the co-host. <laughs> man, 
Okay. Farley, do you know what Strugelvisky means? I don't know. What does it mean in German or something? Tell it, us Tell us what it means. I have no idea. Yeah. It's Russian-Polish, mm-hmm. so right. I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like, like um, a... I don't know, a hot dog or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, 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 strudel would be some sort of like strudel, ah, which okay. is which is a pastry. Okay, got it. Um, anyways, well. It's a hot dog pastry. <laughs> I'm glad Frida. Like corn dog. It's like a Russian corn dog. <laughs> I'm glad Frida was, re- she was really nice about, cool about totally that. butchering mm-hmm. her name. So mm-hmm. Frida Ajet, who um, is the race director of, of, the race courage to run uh april 13th so we'll tweet out all the particulars of course about her race uh very cool uh good message uh a lot of relatable stuff and we were in london at the same time mm-hmm. which i cool. think was the main message right <laughs> right, right, right what were you doing the main takeaway what, what were you doing in london in 2017 i was just, just touristing but i okay. stayed at a hostel with 18 beds in one room <laughs> so. wow what, were the other I wish were the other beds uh, occupied? occupied? Yes, they were. Uh, I wish that we. I wish. I wish we had that. We literally were in a room with. Well, one uh, bed. To be fair, you and Joanna's cousin were staying in that room for two weeks. I had another place to stay. I only had to stay in that room for like one night. Right, and then Edmund Burke was there too. And, and four of us. Yeah. That night, yeah, Edmund Burke happened to but, show up. You know up what? Too. I should say, I mean, those hostels were probably all booked because the, during the Olympics was different than 2007. Oh, I'm it sure. Was, but yeah, London yeah. is just such an expensive city. Yeah. Like I went from spending the same amount for like a beautiful room with like only two other people with a view in Berlin. Right. And then I was spending twice as much in London <laughs> for like this hovel. I know. With 18 other people. Yeah. But uh, Hyde Park's beautiful. London's awesome. Oh, gorgeous. So, um, yeah. Very cool that she had that. Life-changing moment there, and um, I, I, I look forward to going back. We, we, Docs and I have been together in London twice. Mm-hmm. One good experience, one bad experience. Correct. Hopefully, the Was third that the good, good or the bad? That, that was, was the good one. That was the good that one. That was the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. All right. Um, if, if you want the bad experience, that, that's mm. a happy hour topic for, for, <laughs> for, for people. Come find us. No, buy, it's not. Buy us a beer. All right. So let's... Transition out right, of let's that tra- yeah, let's quickly. Tra- yeah, let's transition out of that. Let mm-hmm. me dole out some social media advice. Um, yes. I-, I labeled this as sage social media advice. I'm interested in your guys. Delete those apps. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested in your guys' uh, feedback on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I get really annoyed, and I think people should not do this. I uh-huh. get really annoyed mm-hmm. when people post a picture of themselves mm-hmm. that is a thinly veiled way to just get the picture out there to talk about some other topic. So let's say, you know, let's say it's the Olympics. We're just talking about the Olympics, right? So mm-hmm. let's say somebody made the Olympics in uh, 1988. Okay. And, you know, they tweet out a picture of themselves, of themselves in the Olympics with their Olympic uniform, mm-hmm. really cool picture, saying good luck to all the Olympians, and then have a picture of themselves. Mm-hmm. I just... I know what you're doing there. You want that picture of yourself out there. You want to make it about yourself. Well, I, and, like, and, and, and you're trying to, again, thinly veiled way of like mm-hmm. getting that picture out under the guise of, I want to talk about the Olympics. And that's mm-hmm. not what you want to talk about. You want mm-hmm. the peop- everybody to see the picture of you. Mm-hmm. Now, in and Instagram. It frustrates me and annoys me. And I, I think it's not, it should not be about you. Don't make it about you. I mean, listen, I put pictures of myself out all the time. Yeah, you make everything about you. But but I don't I don't hide behind the, the guise of like, oh, this is about something else. Quick question though. 
Like, if this is on Instagram, if you want to put something on Instagram, it has to be a picture. Yeah. So what what should they do instead of that? Because you, you've now identified what you believe is a problem. Right. How, how do they fix that? If you want to post on social media, good luck to all the Olympians. Olympians. Out there. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't... What, that's what a good. I, I don't know what they should mm-hmm. post. You got to be creative and come mm-hmm. up with something. But it just frustrates me. I think it's about all about me, 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 me. Society, and I just get frustrated mm-hmm. with that. With that part of social media, to me. Okay. Listen, I pick. I post picture of myself, and I'll pick, post a picture of myself out there running. And instead of saying good luck to everybody, you say, I'll hey, say, hey, everybody, look at, look at me. Right. And at least <laughs> I am not, out yeah. there saying look at mm-hmm. me. I think this is a cool picture of me. And whatever, but don't put out a picture of yourself when you're trying to promote something else. Cause you're really not trying to promote that. You're trying to put the picture out of yourself. I know what you're doing and it really frustrates me. So that's my, uh-huh. that's my social media piece of okay, advice. You've, you've talked I, enough. I, on I'm this. interested in Tess's <laughs> Mister, take on this. Exactly. Thank yes, you. Yes. Tess. And it comes down to authenticity Yeah. and, and are you being authentic in legitimately Wishing everyone good luck. And, and if it's a caption like, hey, you know, the Olympics were one of the best experiences in my life. I had a great time. I hope everyone else has that same joy. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think that's authentic then to post that picture and, and to kind of have a flashback. And, and that lends a level of authenticity. But if, like you said, it's essentially a thinly veiled ad for yourself, then it's not. Right. It doesn't have that same message. Okay. That's articulated well. Okay. Do you agree with that, Docs? Or do you think that? You know, people should post pictures of themselves when they well, were at the combine from 10 years ago. And they're okay, the know, Olympics and the combine are not the same. <laughs> level. Right. Well, I'm just using examples here, mm-hmm. but, you know, um, we'll get to the combine in a I, second. But go ahead, Docs. I don't have that much of a, a problem. It with really it irritates because, me. It okay. really irritates me. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. You know, what irritates me is when <laughs> I'm when trying I to talk and off. then you tell everybody something that you've already spent 20 minutes <laughs> telling them. Good point. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I don't think that I have that big of a problem with it. I think that, you know, like anything, Instagram could be a, 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 an art medium and some people aren't good at art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that it, it could try to bring out the the creative side of it and and I think throwing some of these other things out there there's definitely um, a lot of uh, making it about me to social media right which I don't like so maybe if you showed me specific examples I probably would would agree with you but I don't like it as a general rule I think it's okay for people to, to kind of throw some show some flashback photos and all right so let me just give you an example here you know, and I, I don't want to call anybody out, but, you know, mm-hmm. somebody put a really cool picture of themselves um, yeah, relating to an athlete that just left here, right? Okay. And, you know, they're saying, oh, you know, this is this athlete, this is about this athlete. No, it's not. It's about you and that picture, right? Yeah. No, in this context that you're showing us, I agree. But I think the, the social media issue that gets to me more is essentially – how a lot of captions and a lot of stuff is kind of like they'll post a picture of an amazing thing that somebody is doing and they say things like this is pretty cool and they're intentionally being underwhelming whereas i think that we're in Mm -hmm. an era of of it's cool to be disengaged and it's cool to be kind of downplaying some cool stuff that you're doing instead of saying i just had this amazing experience somewhere you're like this sunset is pretty okay. Right. And that makes me more mad. That's irritating too. That's, that's uh, another, uh, as long as we're on lesson. social media. Right, right, irritation. Yeah. 
So I think all in all, I don't really care for social media. Yeah. So uh, it's a ne- it's necessary. But I think if if people are gonna do, well, I don't know if it well, really it's is. necessary for things like our show. But mm, I think I don't know. All right. Uh, the one that you just showed me doesn't bother me. Okay. I think it's a good picture of of that person, and and I, I get what they're doing. Uh, they're trying to identify with with something that's they're going making on it now. about them. Well, they're trying to identify with. I don't know that they're trying to make it about them. I don't know. I I think you're on social media more, so I think that, right. that maybe uh, it 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 irking you or registering more with you is is uh, probably legitimate. Well, my advice: make it less about you because you once you learn that life is not about you, you're going to uh, you're going to go places. That's my my thought. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. All right. So some of the stuff I saw was like the, the NFL Combine, people posting about themselves from 10 years ago just to, mm-hmm. trying to promote the NFL Combine. That annoyed me. Um, what didn't annoy me was some of the performances at the NFL Combine. Okay. This offensive lineman, um, offensive lineman, uh, Tess, I'm going to test you here, put you on the spot. Do you know what an offensive lineman does in the football game? I'm presuming that they line up on the offensive side. Yes, and they they're usually block they block and they pass protect. Um, mm. But this guy um, Montez Sweat ran a four point four one forty yard dash. Was out there sweating. Which broke the modern era record for? I'm sorry, he's a defensive lineman. So I just quiz uh. you on quiz you on. So uh, give me another one. <laughs> so defensive lineman lines up on the defensive side but he's 260 pounds he ran 4.41 for the 40 yard dash uh, for some context usain bolt ran 4.22 at the super bowl this year so i mean obviously usain bolt could have run faster than that but yeah in his prime in his prime but 4.22 versus 4.21 0.2 uh seconds slower for a 260 pound no he was 4.441 right but he was point Usain Bolt ran 4.22, so it was 0.2 seconds slower. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a guy 260 pounds. 260 is slim for, for an athlete. If it was an offensive lineman, I would have guessed that he was 300 pounds, right. which would have been ridiculous. Right. But well, 260 is kind of slim. Well, 260 is, yeah. I, I guess it's in the modern NFL that is kind of slim, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But the fact that that guy is that fast just blew me away. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to bring him up. Um, the... I believe we we've we've talked about the the combine on this show in the past. Um, I would love to get out and do some of these combine uh, bench press two hundred and twenty five pounds. See how many times you can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, zero. Uh, forty yard <laughs> dash. You are weak. <laughs> forty yard dash. Uh, how fast you can do that? The standing broad jump, uh, standing in place and jumping as high as you can, and then height and weight. Um, I, I would love to do. A, I could do uh, height and weight. Yeah, I, I'd love to do a, a combine at some point, but. There were some amazing, um, amazing. Should we have that next happy hour as a combine? We we yeah, not as I a like, happy hour. <laughs> I like that idea, um, but this guy Montez Sweat, pretty pretty impressive. Um, all right, so speaking of football, um, let's go back to a story that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks here. Uh, Johnny Manziel's wife, Bree Manziel, ran this mar- half marathon in California, mm-hmm. uh, a wine country half marathon. Mm-hmm. Where she ran about 14 minute pace for the first six miles yeah. and finished the race in nine minute pace, uh, meaning that she'd have to run the Overall, last 10k. She finished yeah. the race the last six miles. She ran four minutes a mile. Four minutes a mile for for six straight um, miles. So, 
you know, she talked breaking about breaking the world record, <laughs> and then she broke her own world record in the next mile, and broke her own world record in the next mile. And she would not time six back down from the mm-hmm. fact that she went a different direction. Docs offered a an interesting take that she probably didn't know she was going the wrong direction, mm-hmm. so she might not even know. She didn't openly cheat, she but she just didn't openly went the cheat. wrong way. But uh, Derek Murphy, the marathon investigator, uh, has tried to communicate with her, and he's offered her. Uh, to, he's offered to raise money for her charity uh, for a chance at redemption. And Bree Manzel was talking about, this is for charity, this is for charity, who cares about my time? I didn't cheat, I didn't cheat, she won't back down. Uh, he, she immediately blocked him on Twitter. So basically, he offered money to her charity. Right. Uh, for what? If she did another race? If she did another race. Uh-huh. Um, and then the race director of that race also offered her $10,000 if she could run six minutes for the mile. So Wow. Yeah, so $10,000 from the race director the, and marathon investigator has has offered her to, to uh, if she would redeem herself in a race, mm-hmm. would offer her, I think, a similar amount of money for her charity. Okay, I'm going to take her defense. Okay. Uh, I feel like they're, they're a little bit picking on her because they're offering her money that they know that they're not going to have to give. Right, that's true. Um, but she should... Admit it at this point, but she's just blocking them on Twitter, and she's she's being standoffish and on her. Uh, well, she's I, backed into a corner. I, I know too much about this. On her Instagram, she still has the 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 video of her crossing the finish line and celebrating and all this stuff. That's Social fine. media is terrible. You're right. That's fine. Um, but she won't back down. She did not run four minutes per mile. And we all know it. So what? Last. So what does it matter? <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's so ridiculous. It's she's not. She's not using that half marathon to get into the Olympic trials or Boston. Yeah. So it it is what it is. She she cut the race short. Let's move on. It it irritates me. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking about Derek Murphy, what's what's the upside? <laughs> what's the update on his site? Because his site was <laughs> shut down. I know. So uh, currently, uh, we're going to go to marathoninvestigator.com. But you guys talked about that on a show that I wasn't here, and, and it was like a, you guys left a good cliffhanger. Right. So the site is back up. So go to marathoninvestigation.com. The site's back up. You can see all the Bree Manzel uh, information up there. Uh, apparently, people are really upset with, with Derek Murphy, and um, the, his site has been taken down a few times. Hopefully, as this episode airs, uh, his site will be currently up. But um, there was somebody who was threatening him who said that I will take down your site forever. It will be gone and over soon, Derek Murphy. It will be gone. I will make sure of it. At least have nothing to do with you for the rest of my life. I mean, this is the type so of somebody that, that wrote was a that threat to him, yeah. on, 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 on Twitter that he's getting. And he, he tweeted back, should I be concerned? Um, so, anyways, it's from Facebook. He said he's reported it three times. Every time they pull it down, the person reposts is a longer diatribe. So, someone is really so upset about him busting people on their cheating um, or cutting the course that they go and you know somehow the, take their site down. And here's, here, here we'll go back to the social media thing. It's never okay to make a fake account on social media to threaten somebody. Yeah. Don't don't be a keyboard that's warrior. What doing. I know that's yeah. what they're doing here. And that, this person this person should have a a an adult conversation with him about whatever whatever their concerns are. Yep. You know, 
And maybe they've already had that, and Derek Murphy won't back down. But he, people just get so upset about their race times. I know it's cra- it's crazy how. Well, you're upset. getting upset about people's race times too. <laughs> I am too. You're right. You're right. Uh, so when I say people, I'm one of those people. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's the the latest on. Well, on can the marathon I, can I chime in? I I yeah. think that that uh, what I think is the good work that Derek Murphy is doing is is when people use a a bib mule mm-hmm. to get a Boston qualifying time or, or to get a time that goes into another race uh, or they cheat or they're taking prize money in a race. Those are the kind of things where I think it's it's great to have this uh, check, you know, yep. the check and balance. And yeah, or of, like fake bibs so someone's not actually right. paying to get into a race or something yeah. like right. that. Right, that's stealing. Uh, and they, if they're making a fake bib, they know that they're doing something wrong. In my opinion, if it's somebody like Brie Manziel, I think we could back off. Like she's not doing anything with that time. Right. She she did raise money for charity. She probably didn't do it on purpose. So those those kind of cases, yeah, I'm, you, I'm not so you're worried about. Kind of turning me on that. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, but the yeah, the ones that are purposeful and with mal- with, with with malice intent, mm-hmm. trying to get a Boston Marathon qualifying time unfairly. Yeah, that's that's garbage. So check out marathoninvestigation.com. Um, we'll get him on uh, soon to, to uh, again, to maybe he can give us the details and hopefully he's yes, that's a good idea. figured out this person who keeps trying to shut his site down. All right. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, we have a number of races coming up and we talked about Frida's uh, 5K Courage to Run, April 13th, will be a part of that race. Uh, if, if you're listening to the show on Monday or if you're listening to the show at all, the St. Patrick's Day, uh, <laughs> the 10K happened on Sunday and the Four Courts Four Miler happened on Saturday. I'm sure they were amazing events. Uh, you could get medals. You could get, um, and I've got, I've got the medals here in the studio. Um, and again, if you ran the races, you know what the medals look like. St. Patty's Day Run. Four quarts, four miler finish, and then a third medal for doing both of them. Uh, what I didn't realize about this, guys, was, and my wife had to point this out to me. Yeah, that's a that's an Irish flag. Uh-huh. They, yeah. Mm-hmm. This, uh, yeah, pretty this, creative. Yeah, I like it. The three medals locked together. Yeah, locked together and orange, white, and green making the Irish flag. Mm-hmm. Your wife pointed that out yeah, to you? Yeah, I didn't even realize. I'm sure you guys you, realized that. We did. Yes. <laughs> you would have been no help last night at uh, trivia night when we had to identify country flags. No, I would have not. Um, but this is a that's, – that's pretty cool. So I, I, I like hope it. That, I hope that people are uh, proudly wearing the three medals today. Uh, I don't know if you can wear all three. Yeah, sure. Wear all yes, three. you can. Yeah, wear all three of them. Wear them to work. Quit being such a hater. <laughs> wear them to work today. Um, if if you are listening to this on the way to work and you didn't bring your medals, stop the car. <laughs> go home. Do a U-turn and go yeah. get those medals. Get them, all three. Wear them around work. And take a picture. We're going to try to do some stuff on social media. Tess, you've been doing a great job on Instagram. Thank uh, you. Social media. Uh, so take a picture of it. Um, let, let, let's throw out a hashtag. Give us a hashtag. Yeah, if you picked up some hardware over the weekend or any time this year, tweet us out a picture or post something on Instagram with the hashtag PTNBling. Love uh, it. And we can't wait to see what you've done. P 
PTN Blink. So yeah, not just mm-hmm. this past weekend, but um, every weekend. Yeah, I mean, forward. rock and roll's coming all out. Races. Yeah. Yeah, well, all races. Yeah, by coming up, I mean it already happened. Right. It happened. Yeah, the time space continuum. Yeah, you know that whole deal. Put yeah. on your old race medals. <laughs> sure. What the heck? PTN Bling it. Yeah, PTN Bling. Um, yeah. I want to see somebody Mr. T it. <laughs> Wear all of your race medals ever, <laughs> and do a PTN Bling photo. I love it. Hashtag Mr. Teeing it. All right. Finally, guys, um, we another story that we have talked about on this program in the past. Tess brought this to our attention about a trail runner who killed a mountain lion with his bare hands. Um, he spoke for the first time uh, probably a month ago or so. Uh, he had 20 stitches in his face. Uh, the, the guy um, talked about his wrestling match in Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, his name is Travis Kaufman. Wrestling a mountain lion. At first, the first reporting was, you know, a mountain lion, 50 pounds or so. Mm-hmm. At least what I read or heard. Next, I heard it was 40 pounds. Now I'm hearing the mountain lion might have been 25 pounds. Like a baby. It's mountain. a schnauzer. <laughs> well, we lion. knew it was a baby. Well, I, I knew it was a baby, but this is like a very small mountain lion. Uh, so... I've heard on other media outlets because this mm-hmm. story sort of has gone viral, bigger than just the running mm-hmm. community. You know, it really has caught a lot of attention to uh, of just the mainstream media. I think people are giving him a hard time. Like, this was a kitten. Like, I hate, I you're hate not the a hero. world that we live in. You're not a hero. This is not a big deal. He had to be hospitalized. I know. And, I'm and with you. People, people need to chill out. There's, there's so many things that, that people can get upset about. Stop being upset over this stuff. Yeah. Like, even if it's small, if he's being attacked by a wild animal. Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree. Uh, one of my favorite programs, everybody knows I listen to the Sports Junkies. They've talked about this a lot. And, and a couple of the producers on there are, like, vociferous about it not being a big deal. And I'm like, you throw a 25-pound mountain lion in your studio, see what you do. I'd love to see it. <laughs> I would love to see it. Yeah. I mean, it just annoys me. I know I've talked about those guys. The, the guy it. also didn't. He didn't comment on it. What he did was he was attacked by a, a baby mountain lion. He had to kill it, uh, and he had to be hospitalized. He told the park authorities. Yeah. And and then the story came out. When the f- story first broke, he wasn't available for comment because, because he, was he was in the, in hospital. the hospital. Right. So it's not it's not like he went out there and like started promoting it and saying, "Oh, I did this. I did this." He. The reason why the story came out is because he identified the he told the authorities about it and needed to be transported to the hospital. I, 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 so I, what, why are people upset well, at all? Because the remains came back and they were twenty four pounds, but the remains may be less than what the actual lion was. Yes, if you have a bag of bones, right? It's not. <laughs> right, right. It's probably was bigger and heavier than it was before. I don't know. I've I've heard. I've identified a couple. I know. People. I know that I'm you're calling saying a couple that, people. I know that you're saying that that. The mountain lion might have been less. But why would you be upset about this guy? It's not, it's not like it's his story. Right. It's, this isn't even like – I say don't be outraged over Johnny Manziel's wife. But she at least put that story out there herself and was promoting you know, what she did. This guy didn't even put the story out there. So why, why, why the hate towards him? Well, and I'm referencing two producers on a show that I listened to. Mm-hmm. And like They just think that he is – being celebrated when he shouldn't be celebrated because it was only a 24 pound mountain lion. Like they, they call it a kitten. Like it's not that big of a deal. 
I, I just, I don't know. I think it's a wild animal. I think it, I think that all three of us agree that it, it is a big deal. Like it is, that is a life threatening situation. I yeah. don't care if it's 40 pounds, 50 pounds, 25 pounds. Yeah. It right? could still okay. kill him. All right. And it was right. attacking him. All right. We're on, the, we're on the same page and, uh, but he, uh, I'm, I'm with you. I, let's go find a mountain lion and throw it in the studio. <laughs> Not our studio in this other <laughs> show. Studio. Yeah. Their studio. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So actually, I think for legal reasons, let's not do that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Wink, wink. Right. All right, guys. Great show. I will be gone next week. So in the magic of editing, mm-hmm. we won't miss a week with the program, though. Oh, how about that? So thank you for Doc. Thank you to Docs for getting the show out. Uh, no problems with the bell. The entire show. I heard it several times. <laughs> Did you? <All> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, tweet, uh, tweet Tess, because yeah. Tess was oh, responsible. No. Yeah. If, if you hear the bell and you're annoyed by the bell, mm-hmm. it is tax season, uh, so we'll have to deal with this for a couple more weeks. But, uh, yeah, tweet Tess about that. All right, I want to thank our guest. I'm going to get this right. It's Frida Ajet. She joined us here today on Pace the Nation. Uh, she, her, her race, of course, is Courage to Run, April 13th. So you can check that out. We'll tweet out all the information encouraged. So thank you, Frida. All right, for tests, for docs, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week. Show's over. Do you know what band you guys should book for the race? What? Frida Edgewater. <laughs> That's an awesome band, right? That's an awesome band. <laughs> I, I am so sorry. I don't know why. I mean, I think it made it funny. I'm not sorry. That was funny. I cannot believe. Like, I'm looking at the emails now. I'm like, what the? And I think I was like told. Um, I think I told. I mean, it's obviously not Edgewater. <laughs> That's so funny.